Hey love, welcome to Divine Alignment, the podcast. This is a space where we bridge the gap between your soul and your human, and we speak pure magic. I am actually so excited to talk to you about this because, you know, I know you're all about divine wealth. And when it comes to divine wealth, you know, it's not just talking about money, although that's usually where our mind goes first. But you are recently engaged and you're living a beautiful life and you have beautiful kids and a beautiful family and a beautiful business. And it all kind of, again, comes together in in a co-creation of wealth, in a co-creation of, of divine alignment in all areas of your life. So I would love to hear from you in terms of what divine wealth means to you, how you created in your life and how it all kind of comes together. Congratulations on your engagement, by the way. I keep on saying that. I know we talked many times, <laughs> but I'm just like so happy for you. Like cheers to love. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited about it. You cannot believe how much I'm actually scrolling on the Pinterest to kind of create the three-day wedding ceremony. It's going to be wealth in abundance. Three-day so, wearing ceremony? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Of course. Why not? That's what I feel like wealthy is to just enjoy wealth to the max so we will have a three-day like with all different components and a lot of time for the two of us and beautiful get like just two ceremonies the whole thing it's gonna be so amazing yeah it's gonna be absolutely this is amazing (laughs) yes I mean why not and so let's go like that could be a whole discussion or a whole conversation on itself but let's go into the divine wealth what it means to me anyway So for a long time, I was missing something in my life. So I was very competent, very capable, and I was building my life on effort, basically. And with that, I realized a lot of great things in my life until I realized, and that was when I was about 35, that something was missing in my life. And I had three beautiful children. And so what happened was I went through a breakup. And after that, for me, finally, I started to understand that I wanted to have a life that was built on my terms. But what does that even mean? Like, it's one of those cheesy sayings like Bill. But for me, it meant to really trust that what I was what I was feeling inside, what I was wanting and desiring, that that was here for me in my relationship. So I created a beautiful romance now, you know, in the relationship with my children in my art in the world, because I was working as a social worker and I just knew I was gifted. There was more into it. And I wanted abundant wealth also physically for my family. So the component of love was something I knew, but what about financial wealth? And that was something very unknown. So what I started to do is I started to trust my desires and my guidance more than my reality. And that catapulted me literally into the divine wealth of literally living a life which is in all aspects absolutely abundant because I created a life which is in all components abundant in my business, in my family life, but also in my relationship and also in the relationship I hold with myself, sensuality, sexuality, pleasure, like in all components. So that is what divine wealth and I allow my soul to speak. Basically, I allow myself to trust that more than what I can see with the eye. And that's basically, I love that you're saying that because what you, the way you 
said it, I began to trust my desires and my inner guidance more than I trust my reality. And I think that's the whole idea of divine alignment. That's the whole idea of what we're not taught. We're taught to look at our reality and act upon our reality, react on our reality versus to really get in touch with our inner guidance system, honor our inner guidance system and trust that even even when we don't know where it's going to take us, our inner guidance will always take us to our highest path. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing that I think it's so interesting is going back a little bit on the wedding, because I think that your idea of like, you know, I'm, instead of just doing that one day wedding, which is what everybody does, I'm going to really create something that in all abundance, why the heck not? Yes. In all abundance, I just want to do three days. I just want to do this thing. And, and, and this can be like a metaphor of how we create, for example, our business. 100%. Yeah. Like, oh, let me create this thing, how, you know, how it's supposed to be and how it's meant to be and, and kind of in the box of, of what is quote unquote possible. But then we don't really allow ourselves to put ourselves in a position of like, if really, if I come from abundance and I come from potentiality and possibility, what would I create then? What would I allow myself to be? That is what I do with everything. Like I literally do that with everything. And let's just use the wedding because it's so like clear. Like, yes, I like it's just a clear example. So let's talk wedding. So I <laughs> like if you would have asked me, I could also just go to a beautiful island. I'm actually going to get married on the island I was born. So it will be a beach wedding. But I could oh, where be were there. You born? I was born on Tessel, which is in the Netherlands. So it's an oh I, the biggest island of the Netherlands. Yeah. So we're going to get beautiful. married there because that feels good. But I was literally feeling into what feels good for me and him, right? Because it's also, I feel divine wealth is not just my desires, what I want, but it's also attuning and allowing the people around me, in my case, my four children, uh, my clients, my team, my husband-to-be, right? My family members also to have their part in it because what I also see happening a lot is then women suddenly are standing in their power and their right and their but that's not abundant to me that's also very much focused on you that's not wealth and for me it's like mm. am I able to hold this for me like my desires and then his desires and then allowing that to play out in the perfect wedding. And that means we're going to have a small ceremony with the close like, people on the first day. And then we have a beautiful, like, I don't know what you call it, like drinking and having like a, like a little party. And then we're going to go off to a hotel. And the wedding planner was like, do you not want to go for a dinner with your family? I'm like, no, I actually <laughs> want to be with my husband. <laughs> and the children, uh, no, also not in the game. And then the next day, usually people wake up at eight and they go do it. We don't want that. We just want to have beautiful breakfast together until 10. And then we're going to start the day together. And then we're going to do the whole. And then the next day we want to close. Like, so we are very clear on... I'm very clear on what's aligned for me and also what my nervous system can hold and handle and how it's Huge. enjoyable for me. Mm. So it's all of that instead mm. of what I was used to, like I'm very capable, I'm very competent, let's make this happen. 
not taking myself in the equation and what I need. I'm sensitive. I'm like, I love to have me time, but I also love to have engagement. So how can you find the balance in your business, in your life, in a busy family life, right? With me, with four children, where there's enough breathing space for me so that I can breathe in my life and my light force, because I basically need the two of them. I need my life force and my light force. And when I feel optimized in that energy, it's easy for me to attune to my level of divine wealth and to also lead that template for my business, my clients, my family, like everyone in it. So there's a level of leadership in that as well. Yeah. Yes. And in that leadership, in that sovereign leadership, what one of the things that's coming up as you're speaking is we can create anything. As you say, you know, I there there used to be a time in which I was like, I'm capable of, of I'm capable of this. I know I can make it happen. Let's go. Yes. But what I think divine wealth and what what I'm reflecting back from what you're saying, divine wealth is not just I can create is I can create in a way that works for me. And I can have the leadership of refining the little details of how this this not just becomes a creation, but it becomes a masterpiece. Yes. And there's great ability to receive and to surrender into the path rather than forcing it into a timeline. And that has been one of my greatest blessings that I trust the divine timing, that I trust the timelines, and that I also know how to collapse them, but it comes from pure ecstasy, joy, and bliss rather than force, and it has to happen in comparison and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when it comes to, to trust, it's like really easy to, and especially for people that are listening, like when we speak from, I, I'm already created this and I'm already in it and all of this. And, and sometimes it can be a little bit disconnected from like, okay, but how did you get to that space where you trust so much? So can we talk a little bit about like, what was that process, that journey from where you were before and where you are now in that deep trust within, you know, what were the, 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 the things that happened in between and, and the, the process the actual manifestation of it in the 3D world of coming into this space where it's such a deep trust in a flow in your life. I love that because in 2015, I went through a divorce. I wasn't married, but still it was a massive breakup, right? With the father of my oldest three children. And I remember I felt, it makes me cry again. Like it felt like the whole world, everything I ever wanted because I still loved him. So it wasn't that we separated out of lack of love. We just couldn't handle it. Um, That was the thing. So it wasn't out of like hating each other or anything. And then having three small children and having to tell them at the kitchen table, all under six, like we're going to, like it was devastating. So what I felt in that moment is my whole world crumbled. And so as my whole world crumbled, I just thought this has to be significant for my children and for myself. This cannot just be some divorce. It has to have meaning to go through this. And so what I did is I would every morning wake up really early because I was a social worker and I was determined to create a new life for me and my children. I would wake up 
At five, I would sit, I would write, I would meditate, I would listen, I would take a shower. And underneath the shower, I would tell myself, or I would actually ask for guidance. I would take a cold shower and I would ask, show me, guide me, lead me. I'm willing to do anything to make this like literally the masterpiece. And so it was a literal practice of waking up early, going through the motions of debunking a lot of the emotional things I was going through, like liberating myself, releasing a lot of that until after I did that for a while, I could feel like there was no more suffering and intense emotions, but there was actually light. I could feel my light. My words became lighter. But that thing about every morning, I would tell like, show me, lead me, guide me. I trust this more than what I trust my reality right now. It was an actual practice. And I would listen and listen as I was, because we're cycling here, right? So I would cycle to my work. I would have earplugs in, listen to things that would inspire me, that would activate me. Like I was literally... I don't know, maybe eight hours a day, I would listen to stuff. I would completely restructure what I was living into who I was destined and desiring to be until that became my reality. So it was very much like if people would look at me and I would sit and work, they would ask like, why do you have those? Because I would listen. I would work, do my admin, and I would listen and allow myself to tune in with those people who already mastered that level of living. I love this because of two things. The first one, I mean, I love this whole thing. This is magical. And it's not just what you're saying, but I'm literally feeling it somatically in the body. So this is so beautiful. The first thing is I have a lot of clients that still have maybe the job on the side. Actually, not a lot of clients, but I do have clients who perhaps are creating something really big, like their company, and they're still somehow have um, a bridge job per se. And one of my biggest things that I share with them is basically what you're saying now, which is energetically, you're not in that reality. Like, yes, you're physically there. You go to your work and you do your things, but you've got to basically energetically, like multidimensionality or multidimensionally live in something else. And it's not about bypassing where you're at, like you're, you're present, you're fully present, but you're intentional about where you're creating you're intentional about where your energy is at and, and, and who you are. So it's like, yes, you were going to your job, but you were not creating more anymore on that job. You were not anymore creating and recreating the same reality. You literally opt out. And then, you know, yeah, the physical reality began to shape shift for you. 100%. I remember I've like... A couple of things I did no longer do is blend with the people who did not inspire me. So everyone mm. would go for lunch and I would just do my own thing and go for a walk. And I was always very intentional. So 12 and a half years as a social worker, I would walk to the coffee machine every time I had, a, I had an appointment, eight of them a day. And I would ask in that for guidance as well. I would say, get the coffee or get the tea or the water for the client, sit there and in my walk, I would be intentional about show me, lead me, guide me the best thing for this person. And I was very, very good at what I did. Like I was just very good. I worked with addicts. I was very good. 
And that gave me the practice, the embodied practice of being so intentional around everything I did. So if the client would say, I don't want anything to drink, I would say, I just get myself a water because I would be so in the practice of, I want to be prepared to receive you. And that level of preparation to receive my reality is what I build and practiced in that simple one one walk, like it was a walk I did every day, like multiple times, but it was that level of clarity. This is my reality. So when I was living the two realities in one, because I was actually still delivering at my job and building mm-hmm. my business at the side, which I did because I first wanted to have like all the money in the bank. So now I can just leave the day job without stress. I believe everyone should do that. Absolutely. No, I agree. No, completely. Like, so I could go back to my job, but I had a lot of money in the bank. So I didn't have to right? So that was my situation. I built in less than a year, I think. And so I, w- I was capable of living those two realities in one without feeling guilty because I knew I'm actually like giving my job whatever it needs. But when you plug into divine guidance, when you plug into your divine self, you're just capable of creating so much more than when you're doing it from your human self. So I call that your divine woman. Like it's your divine woman. It's not your average woman. If you work with that, you will get limited results, what your human is capable of. But if you plug into your divine woman, suddenly, you know, woo, so much more possible. And focusing on the things that shift the needle that really are significant. And with four small children, I had to do that. You know, I, I did not have a choice to kind of do nothing. So I was either with the children or I was focused on building my new relationship, or I was focused on my business. And so everything I focused on was significant for my vision and was what elevated me into the life I really wanted. I love this conversation because let's let's look at these two realities that you're talking about. We're always kind of letting go of something, closing a cycle and opening up a new one. And a lot of the times when there is this duality or these two realities, especially when we're intentionally creating something new, we tend to feel like, oh, this shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be like that. Like you said, I should just drop everything and start fresh. And, And it does work for some people. That's the guidance for some people. I've known many women that have completely just quit and started a new thing and it worked for them. Beautiful, amazing. But what I think it's important here is not to judge what it is, but to really be able to say it is here because it's guiding me and it is super normal. For example, when when we have been using the same kind of clothes, I always have like analogies with clothing. I don't know why, but it's like, it's so, it's so interesting about, you know, how we dress up and how this reality is also all, all of a sudden we dress up and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we, we, we see a certain, a certain way we look a certain way. So these realities is when you're starting to like take off this clothes and putting on a new clothes, there is that transition. There's that transition, but it's like, are you still wanting to wear that old clothing or are you more focused on what is the style that you want to wear for the next outfit? But it, it, but at the same time, those two parallel realities are still there and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a calling for the leadership of the new style that you're choosing over and over and over and over and over again. And I think that other thing about like, you know, because sometimes perhaps you do have a business and, and, and for some women, 
that have created a business and perhaps the structure is a little bit like very tight or it feels like restrictive and it feels like it's consuming their life force. And although they probably love their business, you know, a lot of the times we find ourselves that we built something with a little bit of sacrifice and it's not really working and we want something new. And it's the same thing. It's not that we have to like burn that out, but understand, okay, right here, there is a choice for me to stop playing with the old reality, with this that I don't want to create anymore and begin to literally put on those headphones and plug into what is next. The beautiful thing about our life, it's like at any moment, at any time, we can decide and create something different. Yeah, like 100%. things can shift in a moment. Energetically speaking, you know, energy moves faster than light. So it's like, we can create anything at any moment. So I love this whole idea that you're, that you're speaking on and, and even your, your embodiment of that story of moving through that and what that looks like. And, and I don't know for you, Sigrid, but I feel like this is a, a recurring story with, with many people that are very successful about the intentionality and the responsibility and the sovereignty and the leadership that they took when something in their life was like, okay, I don't want this anymore. 100%. And I think... In that situation, I also created personal policies where I was very clear um, on how to behave when something happens. So one of the rules I had, which is actually a whole story to itself, I was a gymnast as a child. And as a child, I was fearful of doing the things because I had to do fearful things like as a gymnast. And I would have the rule as a child, when I count to four, you have to do it. Okay, so as a child, when it was fearful, I counted to four and then I knew, hey, oh, let's go. And I would do it. And so when I was older, I applied this rule. So there was a little bit of an elevation in it when I know it's there because I knew for a long time that my old relationship was not working and I just didn't. I ignored it. I just kind of closed my eyes. I didn't want to see it. And I realized that is actually not quantum leaping timelines. That's actually taking and dreading the whole thing. And it doesn't really serve me. So out of that, I learned when I know it, I have to do it. So if you know it because you feel in your body, like this is no longer for me, or I know I have to leap into that. It's one or the other. For me, if I know it, I have to do it. Okay, of course, I encounter fear. And then it's quite literally one, two, three, four. Now you have to do it. And not that long ago, because I didn't realize I was doing that. I was telling this to my fiance. And so I was lying in bed and I said, oh, I'm just not wanting to get out. And he was like, one. I said, no, 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 don't do it. Two. No, don't do it. Three, <laughs> four. And I go, you know. And so it's so embodied, so ingrained, this personal policy. When I know I have to do it. I do it. And if I'm fearful, this is how I literally take myself out of the fear. And I feel if you have a simple personal policy into place to move you beyond your fear, to move you beyond situations where you're stuck, that is super beneficial. It has been collapsing like crazy my whole life, like really fast. And this is so good. I, I'm like everything that you that you share. It's so embodied. So it, it lands so deeply. Like this is just like the power of like fully being where the energy and where the wisdom and where everything is at, like right in place. Like I, I just love this so much. And thank you so much for sharing all of this. 
what I really want to move into is, as you're saying, like when I do that, I collapse time instead of dragging it out. So I want to talk a little bit about financial freedom and about wealth in terms of money and quantum leaping and, and what that was for you from where you were to where you are now. Yes, I actually did exactly. I applied the same because I was absolutely petrified of money. Okay, I built a million dollar brand very fast. But at the, when I started in 2018, I was petrified. I was very gifted at what I did, but I didn't have a clue how to ask money for it because I believed it's something I can do. So how can I ever ask money? Okay, so that was what I at that oh, time this is believed. So good. Yeah, so I'm just going to start where I was at. And so I did, I learned how to build a summit. So I had an audience and then I was going to sell and I didn't know how to sell. Like I didn't have a clue. I was literally stuck. So if you're there, there's a solution, right? You, you will not get stuck or you can quantum leap. It's just good to know sometimes. <laughs> Love right? it. Right? Yes. So what I did was I started with packages. So I never did one-on-one, I like single things. I started with packages. And my first package was three months of coaching for a thousand euros. That was for me, a lot of money. The social worker who had an income of 2000 euros a month, this felt crazy to me. Only four hours of work in a month, like that was 12 hours, half of my salary. That was for me at that time. And so what I did, a quantum leap. Yeah, it was. And so what I did is if I can sell it, quantum leap, see, again, personal policy. If I can sell it three times for this price, I have to move up. So that Mm. meant in March, I was selling one-on-one coaching packages for a thousand euros. In May, I was selling VIP days for 2,500 euros. Mm-hmm. because I decided if I can sell it three times for this price, I feel comfortable. My nervous system starts to relax. I am capable. And then instead of hanging on the same price, I was elevated my prices. And I remember my first of one of my packages was 12,000 euros. It was a year. I was crying, bawling my eyes out at the kitchen table, telling my mother, I know it's this amount. I cannot ask it. And I just knew when I knew it, I have to do it. And so that was the package. And so now I'm also selling packages of 55K a year, right? That's a whole different like ball game. And I came like I I changed from feeling like incompetent in asking money like for what I did to a packages of fifty five thousand euros for a year, and so there that's a quantum leap in like being capable. But it's when you allow yourself to not settle in the same thing, but to continue. That's what I feel that has massively quantum leaped me. The constant growth and the constant edge edge of fear. Yes. And there's fear and excitement and there's inner knowing. So there's, I don't believe in pricing things high for the sake of high. It's an aligned pricing and I know I'm, I can give the value. It's just a match. So it's not that I just value anything. Like it's not that, but I just know this is the price and then I own it. 
And then that will be that. So there's also, I think, a certainty in knowing. So my certainty first, and it is certainty and a stretch. So there's a certainty and a little stretch. So I never go with easy. It's certainty and I feel stretched, but I do not feel overstretched. Mm -hmm. Again, the nervous system. Yeah, so I, I honor myself and my growth. And I do look at other people to feel inspired about the amounts they receive because I think it's inspiring, but I do not allow myself to get into their quantum leap. I take my own quantum leaps. That's also that's so important. That's so, yeah, that's so huge. And what I'm hearing from you, it's like I'm honoring my soul evolution and my potentiality at the same time as I'm honoring my human, but not being restricted by my human because the human has the emotions, has the nervous system capacity, all of those things. So what I'm hearing from you is like what we talk about here in Divine Alignment Podcast, which is the formula of soul plus human equals magic. And that's it. It's, it's honoring the speed of the soul, the potentiality of the soul, and the pace of the body. So how can I walk with both of you as I create magic? I am always stretching myself because I know there is that growth for me. And all we're here for is that growth and that experience of, of all that we can be. At the same time, as I understand that I'm in a vessel, that it's my body, that in this reality, so how can I support myself in that which is inevitable for me? And that creates the magic. Yes, 100%. It's all of that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so true. And it's also when we talk about the divine part, I like to make it practical so that people understand, okay, I can ask the pricing for like, say, three times or whatever you, and then I just, I mean, it's very practical. It's mm -hmm. not something where I landed into 50K offers out of nowhere just because I saw it in the internet and it looked right. It's because I build myself into the person and into the identity and into the power and into the frequency of someone who is able to receive this. And I think the key word here is the openness to receiving. Yes. Because one of the things that you said was, I felt that if this came so easily to me, how can yeah. I charge for this? Or how yes. can this even be valuable? And I think that's where society in general, we have this like, you know, distorted idea that we are supposed to earn or receive through our path of hardest. Like the, yes. the, talk about like the, the path of least resistance, like the opposite, like whatever comes yes. really hard for you, then that's the way in which you earn money or you, you know, earn a living or, or which you are worthy of. When the understanding is like, no, we, we're, First of all, we're worthy because we are, but we are witnessed, seen, and we impact people by our genius. And yes. our genius is something that comes extremely easy to us. So yes. your journey of building that confidence and allowing yourself to receive, how was that? I think all of my life, I've been a leader and I was exceptional at feeling people. Little did I know my capacity of my divine gifts, like the channel I am, because I was very practical. I'm born in a family 
uh, of farmers, right? So that was not a family of artists where creativity and divine like gifts were a thing. So for a long time, I was very practically aligned. I was very good at getting things done until I realized, but actually I've never seen this. Like I always knew what people thought before they would say it. And then there was this moment when I was already running my business. First, I was just doing coaching because that felt safe. And I did not want to go live on the internet, what I do now, right, every day, where I channel my messages. I did not want the doctor's friends of my love to see me. I did not want anyone to think I was crazy. So there was a whole thing. So I called it my out of the closet moment, where I first it was like, okay, I'm willing to do everything. And then the everything came. That means like, okay, be very open about all aspects of who you are. Um And that was very scary to me. But when I stepped into that, that is where the real magic started to flow. When I was willing to go and stand into who I was really destined to be. So in a way, but here's the interesting thing, like in a way that was quote unquote, not hard, but it was challenging. Very. And I had a, yeah. And I also had a fear of public speaking. So Mm -hmm. I did not want to, like, I literally collapsed. I would not go to school if I had to do that. That was the level of how much, like, I was literally petrified. And if you see me speak now, it's like, so it's not necessarily that when you feel the fear, if it's the fear in the vision, you're destined to walk through it. But if it's just fear and there's no vision behind it, why would you walk into it? It doesn't make sense. But if you feel fear and it's in your vision, you're destined to move through it. And a and lot of people the difference. Stop. Yeah. Yes. And that's the difference between the challenge, like the challenge of like, I'm supposed to earn through that, which comes really hard for me. No, no, no. I am supposed to walk my path of remembering who I truly am, but that's going to come with some challenges. But who I am is effortless. My yes. genius is effortless. Yes. My gifts are effortless. But the ownership of that, the path of full expression, freedom, and liberation, that's the challenge. So we got to really look at you know, where the fear is coming from, where the challenge is coming from, and reframe this idea of the, the pressure that we have a lot of the times to deliver something or to be something when it doesn't come easy to us, when, it, when it's not um, our sono genius. Yes. Right. And at the same time is, but when you do own your gifts and when you do remember who you are, the path of dismantling that it's going to come with, with growth. It's going to come with some lessons and challenges, you know, in the way that it's, that it's in a way it is a path of fear because it's, it's scary to allow ourselves to be all that we are and to be seen for it. Yes. It's scary. It's the unknown. It's getting comfortable in the unknown. And that asks a level of maturity, mastery, and leadership. And you know what I've, what I've found when, like, when it comes to owning ourselves, it's like the minute, at least for me, and I would love to hear how it was for you, but for me, it's like the minute I accepted myself and the minute I said, this is who I am and I'm going to stand in that, it was the moment that people reflected that back to me. It was the moment that I I saw that. I saw that people accepted me. I saw that people saw me. I saw that that it was no longer this trying to fit in and trying to please people or trying to adjust myself for others. The minute I was like, this is who I am and I'm just going to walk this path. Magnetism 
increased, confidence increased, and I was a, I was seen. Yeah, it it feels like when you do that, you unlock this power, this superpower within, which is creating this extreme abundant confidence, which is not human in my opinion. I've never experienced this before. When you unlock that who you are born to be, it's coming with absolute support. I feel it's almost divinely orchestrated support so that you can walk the path. And then it's it's effortless. It really is. When I give my gifts to the world and I do what I do, it just feels like the most joyous thing in the whole world. It's the easiest ever. Well, if you would have told me that like five years ago, even I would have said, no, I'm, I'm not a channel or no, I like, I just didn't know because I wasn't stepping in. But what starts to happen is if you unlock the codes, it's not stopping. It becomes more and more and more. So more of the divinity and more of the gifts is becomes this abundant for me. Anyway, the floodgates start to open and it never stopped. It continues to stream in, in avalanches of abundance out of my mouth and into the world and into the hearts of my clients. It's pretty exceptional. And the beautiful thing in that is they start to come into alignment with their level of gifts. They start to come into alignment with this level of confidence. They like It's, it's like we're spreading this level, which is so I think there is a moment in this journey. First, you do it for yourself. But the truth is, after a certain level of financial success, you don't need more. There's not a need. First, I had the need because I wanted to take care of my children. And pretty fast, I actually made a lot of money. So the need was gone. Now it was, how many people can I impact? How many women can I like literally allow to rise into their power, into their gifts and create this abundant, fulfilling life for themselves and their children? So it also changes where you're focused on first many people like I was at least focused on myself. I was focused on my fear, my fear of speaking, my fear of money, my fear of asking. And now it's like, it's really not important. My fear is not as important because I have a big mission to live. And so if I would lead with my fear, I'm now leading with the vision. And that is a completely different way of leading. And so that's when I come to feel for it. That's because I know it's not about me. Yeah. That was a huge shift for me too when when it was like, I'm here to stay and this is bigger than me. Yes. It is about me in the sense that I it's us. Of course. Yes. But there is a bigger context. And I think a lot of the times, first first of all, I want to say, I want to say something. I want to say, I loved what you said about. I didn't know that I was a channeler. I didn't know that I was this woman. I didn't know. But the beautiful thing about this is like our awareness is insignificant to who we truly are. Meaning even if you didn't know that this was the woman that you were, even if you didn't know that you were a channeler, you were. Like it doesn't take away the fact that you are. So in a lot of the times we feel like, oh, if I'm not aware of it, if I, if I don't feel worthy, if I don't feel like I am, then I am not. Then it's like, no, that's not true. That is just your awareness and the way in which you're perceiving yourself. But the truth of who you are is innate. 
it's worthiness, it's all of it, it's beauty, it's, 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 it's just what it is. So I love that, that, you know, even a lot of the times we don't feel or we don't know, we feel like I don't think that I am, we already are and we've always been. And that's just something that nobody can take away from us, not even ourselves. Yeah. And the other thing is that bigger context. I think what really when we when we tap into something that is part of like we are part of it, but not as the as the ego driven. This is about, all about me and my my human life. But what about the bigger context? What about the bigger picture? What about the ripple effects of magic? And that's such an anchor when it comes to those moments in which we're like hyper-focused on a little small problem or a little thing that's not working or the fear that's showing up that specific day. Yeah, and I do feel there's a journey into it, right? If I would say to someone who's beginning, like, well, you just step into your greatness and like you're literally not understanding where they are because they need to walk that path first Mm. where they unlock specific codes, right? like me, like daring to ask for money and, and upgrading myself. And like, there's just levels where it makes sense that you are where you are, but there's also just divine timing and there's an alignment, which is the perfect pace for you. But I do believe like keep on moving. So if you're Mm -hmm. now waiting for it to happen, that's not the great energy, but if you're moving in it, then it will just happen. And if you're in that moving energy, I feel the magic is in there. Our magic is in when we move, not when we wait or when we try to like accelerate into something where we're not ready for, but it's in that momentum of movement where you can allow the codes to be unlocked and your light to be let in and your leadership to grow and your human to kind of level up to the standard. And then it's like this perfect harmony, which is created into your embodiment and into the acceleration and evolution on your path and then it feels like magic but the truth is you create the magic you did that part and then of course miracles can enter because you're able to hold a miracle frequency but if you ask someone in struggle hold the miracle frequency it's usually far out for them it's hard to hold that but if you're in this elevated state it's easy to hold it so the more you elevate the easier it becomes and it's that, it's that progress, it's that process. Yes, I feel so. Yeah, I feel so. I love yeah. the practicality of the way in which you share because it, it reflects a lot of like the way in which I love to talk about spirituality and about this, you know, un, unseen, you know, energetic yes. world. But it's the more practical we make it in terms of like to understand those concepts. But at the end of the day, I always say, Magic is not something to be explained. It's something to be experienced and felt. But there is a piece about like, let me just kind of understand a little bit or try to have an idea of it so that I can allow myself to experience it so that I can allow myself to feel it. Um, So I love that practicality that you bring into all of it because it makes it so that all of a sudden the body feels a a lot safer to like, okay, let me try this out. Let me have some fun. Let me experience this. Let me feel this. So I, I love that. And in the idea of, as you said, it doesn't matter where you are along the journey, you are on your own path of evolution. And whether you're at the beginning or you already have an incredible company and you already have a lot of success and there is some adjustments that's coming, I always feel, and you said it, that there is always 
when we talk about more, it's like more unlocking of the remembrance of who we truly are. Yes. And that, comes, yeah. and that comes at different levels, right? Like it, it doesn't matter whether we're at the beginning or, or we're at the middle or whatever it is. There's always that cycle of remembering yeah. deeper and deeper. And I feel we, because in my work, I teach a lot of practicalities and a lot of highly mystical stuff combined, because I feel mm-hmm. our woman, our human needs to understand things in the human concept, but our body and our soul wants to attune to these highly like attuned frequencies. So it's, so it's basically both of them and allowing both of them to come together Because the more safe the human is, the more you can allow in light. Because I can pour in like a lot of light, but if someone is not feeling safe, they're unable to attune to it. So it's making sure that your body can attune to the levels of light and the light is always available. The codes are there. The upgrades, the financial success, the clients, the next, like everything is here when we can release and relax into that level. So it's a lot about allowing your human and your woman to become that divine woman. That's what I believe firmly. This is so good. Thank you, Sigrid, for all of this, for, for sharing this time, for sharing your story, for, for being so generous with your words and, and, and your story. I, I love everything that you share. And it's, again, not only because of what you say, but because of the, the level of integrity and the level of alignment in from which you talk from, that embodiment. So so thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to have you here and, and to have this beautiful conversation that is in so many levels, um, in so many levels on upgrade and, and such an activation and a permission slip. So for anybody that's listening to to this, I'm sure they would love to to get into your world, to get to know you better, uh, and to to bathe in your energy. So, which are the ways in which people can reach out to you, work with you? One of the things that I've noticed about you is that you're not necessarily too much on on social media in terms of of like live. Uh, you know, you're very sacred with your energy and and your presence. So, just a little bit about you know where where to connect with you. So what I recently started doing again is that I go live five days a week on Facebook. So I do go live on a specific topic every week and then 10 minutes a day and I go deep. And I also share that with subtitles and the whole thing on Instagram. Uh, But mainly I like to connect. So if you come there, you come into my world and I like to give energy transmissions and gather on Zoom. And that is one of my preferred ways to actually highly interactive, connect with people and then to share all of the things. So that is that is ways to connect with me. And thank you so much for having me. I absolutely loved it. I love you. I love our energy. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, perfect. And I will make sure that we leave everything on the show notes so that people can connect with you. And again, it was such a such an honor to have you in, in the Divine Alignment podcast. Thank you so much. And I love you very much. And and oh. Cheers to two more magic. Magic awaits. And thank you everybody for listening. I hope I'll see you in another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this conversation and want to explore deeper work together, make sure that you reach out directly to me instead of Instagram and also join our free community on Telegram. I will leave all the links for you on the bio. Until next time. Magic awaits.